Welcome to another edition of the Fitness for All podcast. I'm your host, Cam Jenkins, and as always, it is sponsored by Levert Fitness. On today's show, we do have Jessica Maurer on the line. Jessica, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me on as a guest. Oh, well, thanks very much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Uh, so why don't we start off? Can you maybe talk a little bit about your experience in the fitness industry for the listeners? Sure. So I started off in the fitness industry as a dancer who moved into group fitness, into personal training and management all pretty quickly. From management, I was lucky enough to become a master trainer for companies such as Xavier Fitness, um, that's Tabata Bootcamp, the Bar Above series, which led me to um, meeting Mark actually at a convention. And so I toured around the world presenting for companies that were mainly equipment-based, like Liebert Fitness, Bosu Fitness, and Headstrom Fitness. From there, with my experience in management, with working with a ton of different educational companies, I really found a passion in helping people move their education into different places. So the digital world, the virtual world, and of course, live training as well. So I switched gears and created a consulting company where I help businesses reach their full potential through educational training, onboarding and upskilling their instructor team, and also creating brand awareness. And as far as the uh, education part, um, how did that become a passion for you? Or how did you know that that was a passion that you wanted to make that kind of your full-time career? When I first started in the fitness industry, I loved going to conferences and trainings. I thought that was the best part of our job was actually getting to travel, meet other people in the same field, in the same world, and learn new tips and tricks. And what I quickly realized in the education world was, you don't know what you don't know. And every little tip and trick and um, asset that a inventor or an educator or a master trainer can give you just sets you a couple of bars above the rest of the fitness professionals out there. And it was a way that I could focus on education I could easily um, affect personal trainers and group fitness instructors in a positive way, but that created a ripple effect because I may only be able to train, you know, 20 to 30 trainers at a time, but they're going to go out there and touch hundreds of more people. And I found that that was really fascinating about education is the ripple effect that it then created in order to keep spreading these little tips and tricks and pieces of advice to trainers who would go out there and use them in their communities. And for the trainers in the communities, like, uh, how do you train a trainer uh, in the fitness industry, I guess, is where I'm going. Yeah, absolutely. So trainers in the fitness industry typically will go take certifications live or in person now virtually or on demand or digitally, where an expert in the field will actually teach lessons they need to know, say, about a piece of equipment, about a training style, about a class construct, whatever the trainer is interested in learning more about at the time. And education needs to be short, little digestible pieces of information that the fitness professional can turn around and use immediately, whether it is an extra cue, a new class plan, a, a new exercise or variation, or even foundational learning of what fitness actually is. 
we used to think that fitness education was textbooks, like big giant kinesiology textbooks where you, you studied the book and you took an exam. And for the most part, people still get their primary certifications that way. But beyond that, fitness education has really evolved to be much more interactive, much more playful, much more informative at their, at the fitness professionals own pace, own time, own structure. And that has really been exciting to watch over the last 10 years. Yeah, and as far as Libre Fitness, I know you mentioned a bit earlier that you met Mark and um, started to have a you know a professional relationship. Oh, now I'm back. I, I, you cut out there for a minute. I'm sorry. Could you repeat your last question? <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, actually, it was uh, Mark uh, Lieber trying to call me. Oh, so, was it? <laughs> his ears were burning. And that's never. Yeah, exactly. He must have known that we were. I was about to ask you that question. So <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> oh goodness. So, can you tell us how um, you came to work uh, with Liebert Fitness? I know you said earlier in the podcast that you met Mark and started to have a, you know, a working relationship with them. Can you talk maybe about the evolution uh, that came to be working with Liebert Fitness? Absolutely. So I started working with Liebert Fitness when Jen Hall first came on to Liebert Fitness in order to start an education program. That's something that Mark had really been searching for since he created the, the equalizers. And I was lucky enough to be a master trainer and, and teach other people these amazing class constructs and new formats. And again, like ways to use the equalizers that they may not have been aware of. And I was lucky enough to then move up and become the education director and create shorter workshops that were more built for conferences, built for 90 second learning lessons, or excuse me, 90 minute learning lessons that were really specific to uh, populations. So we did a lot about joint health and recovery, using the tool as mobility, not just for, for strength and cardio purposes. And now it's come full circle. I helped Mark take a lot of his training and turn it to online um, training. So people could take the equalizer training at any time in their home, wherever they were. So I went from live in person to helping him convert to like a digital product. And now I'm lucky enough to be back at Liebert Fitness, helping them do a virtual training course. So now we have all three options available. If you're ready to meet in public and in person, we can do a training. If you wanna train at 2 a.m. by yourself, we have that option as well. And now we're going to be doing live virtual training, which is with Mark and myself and, and Pat Savory. We're all going to be together on, on Zoom essentially and training other fitness professionals in a live setting but still in their own home. So now we have a three different places where we are able to really connect with fitness professionals and help them build a stronger and bigger business. And can you maybe talk to the importance of why having all three different options is so valuable to not just the Liebert Fitness brand, but to any business? Absolutely. So people need to ingest and digest fitness based on their own terms. So I like to use the analogy of jeans a lot. When we go into a department store, there are all different kinds of brands of jeans. And then those brands themselves make different colors and different styles. And that's because, well, pants fit people differently and people have different preferences. 
And it's the same for education as well as for fitness. There are going to be people who are the best at learning when they're in person right in front of the teacher and they love that group fitness atmosphere. They want to have people next to them. They want to be able to talk during the lunch break. They really thrive there. Then you're going to have the fitness professionals who maybe this is their secondary job or, or even third job, or maybe this is just a side hustle and they really need to be able to take education in small little chunks. So maybe it's only 10 to 20 minutes every night for a week. And so they have a digital option. And then you have the trainer too, who's like, no, I really want to be with someone with a training person, but I'm not quite comfortable yet to be in person, or I don't have the means necessary to travel. Cause a lot of times education for the most part tends to happen in like metropolitan areas. And so we want to make sure that we're really able to reach out to people who may not be able to travel on a Saturday to come into a metropolitan area, may not have the funds to be able to do that, and, but still want to be trained by the expert in real time. That way they can ask questions, they can see other people, they can still have a community aspect, but it's just without the, the travel to and fro. So we want to make sure that we offer enough gene styles and colors and sizes so that we fit all different types of fitness professionals. And that's a great way of putting it. And now all of a sudden I have this inkling to go buy some new jeans. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, when consulting with a business and you're getting to know them, um, a big question that you want to know through uh, speaking with you before is the where. Um, can you tell our listeners uh, what you mean by that? Sure. I always want to make sure that when I'm working with a company that I understand where they've been where they are currently, and then where they want to go. It's really important to, you know, represent that legacy of what the company has done prior. You learn a lot about what's worked, what's not worked, who's been involved, what they and and ways that you can move forward without making the same hiccups or mistakes that you've had in the past. Where they are now takes some time for the company to actually assess and figure out what are we actually focusing on right now? What are our values and our mission and our our statements of moving forward? What are we really doing in this moment to help us get to that next step of where we want to be, what we see our vision as? So it's really important when I'm working with a company, whether it's educational or it's brand awareness or it's upskilling their instructors, is making sure I understand that timeline of what, where have you been, what are you currently doing, and then most importantly, where do you want to go so I can make an assessment and a plan to help them move in that direction. And uh, you talked about also building a person's brand. Is that also, you ask the questions of where they were, where they are, and where they want to go, or uh, how do you build a brand? That's a great question. For the most part, when I'm coming in to do brand awareness or brand building, it's from scratch. For the most part, the fitness entrepreneurs that I work with who are like maybe leaving a gym and starting off on their own or starting their own studio, um, we get to start at the ground level. That breaks it down to what do you stand for? Why do you do what you do? Who's your target demographic? And then we can start to play with how we dress that skeleton up. For other bigger companies that are looking to rebrand, it's always great to know, okay, what did you do in the past that you really liked? What did you do in the past that you didn't like? Where are you currently? What are you doing right now? And then what would you like to do in the future? For those same purposes of realizing What mistakes have you already made? What successes have you already made? What can we build off of in your past? What are you currently focusing on? So that you don't come in there and, you know, totally 
throw the baby out with the bathwater. And then in the future, where do you want to be? What is, what does it look like next year? What does it look like in five years? I think that a lot of times fitness professionals only see to the next class. They don't necessarily see to next year. And we saw this a lot during COVID of the last, of the great pause of 2020 is people went to this fear, this scarcity tactic. They started saying yes to everything. And they quickly realized now none of that is sustainable. And I actually, this isn't the lifestyle that's going to bring me any closer to my goals. So it's great to work with fitness professionals and actually have them brainstorm on what do you want to do in the future so that we can take the steps from now to get you to that place. Yeah. And you mentioned about how, um, you know, in the fitness industry, they just kind of look at their next class and not necessarily into the future. Um, what are some of your other experiences um, that businesses have done well and say what they could also improve on? I think that uh, businesses that are doing really well now and in the past and will continue to do well in the future is they know their target demographic. They know them to a T. So they know gender, age within 10 years. They know socioeconomically. They know where they live, how they shop, all the intricacies of that amazing dream client. Those businesses who can pinpoint that person and niche down, they thrive. And the reason why is because they create programs that answer that target demographic's pain points. So it makes it really easy if you can pinpoint your target demographic to say, okay, what are they Googling at 2 a.m. at night? And how can I be the answer to that Google search? So those are the companies that we see do really fantastically well. The companies that we see that, um, that could really approve on is the person who says, well, I'm for everyone. You're not for everyone. That's not true. <laughs> there, there, there are people that you like to work with and there are people you don't like to work with. And it's okay to admit that. It's okay to say, this, this is not for me. This is really where I thrive. I'm going to say no to this offer because I know that this opportunity, this class, this, this uh, training program isn't for me. Um, and, but the only way that you really get to know that is if you experience, if you go out and try new things and you educate yourself, you go to different online trainings or digital trainings, experience things, and then you can really make the assessment of, oh, I actually really thrive working with this certain clientele because I love doing regressions or I love doing progressions or I have an affinity towards this specific person. So I think it really comes down to if you want to thrive, you need to pinpoint your target demographic so you can pinpoint their pain points. And it, like, is that challenging to do for a person to be able to, you know, pinpoint your demographic? Or is that something where, you know, some um, easy to do and then other ones it's, it's not as easy to do? Absolutely. So a company like Liebert Fitness can be challenging for us to find our target demographic because we know we want to work with fitness professionals. We want to educate fitness professionals, but that's a wide variety. Is that a group fitness instructor? Is that a personal trainer? Is, is that a, a boot camp instructor? So instead of being specific on their profession, we instead found we really want to help fitness professionals take their next step. We want fitness professionals who feel like they need a little bit of their next step forward, whether it's in education, whether it's in training, whether it's launching a new program or um, finding their next step in their career. Those are the fitness professionals we're really interested in working with. And, and I think for some target demographics, while 
we really want you to pinpoint it down. Like to your point, there are some businesses that the, the target demographic does need to be bigger in order for you to really get your message and your point across. So it depends on what your product is, what your why is, and in who and what you really want to serve in the fitness industry. And I also wanted to kind of touch back on the education part of things. Um, in your experience, you know, what is the best way to educate somebody or is that too hard of a question to answer because everyone uh, kind of learns differently? Well, everyone does learn different, differently, but that in turn makes good education. So uh, I think appropriate education is small, bite-sized, but delivered in multiple ways. So delivered in written text, as well as delivered visually, as well as delivered in a, in a, a group setting or in a private setting. The more ways that you can use different mediums in your education series, the more people you're going to positively affect because the people who have to read and take notes are really going to appreciate the written version versus the people who are very visual are going to want to be there going through with it hands on the equipment and ready to go. I also like to think of, of education, specifically fitness education, almost like a, a woman's skirt and the fact that it should be long enough to cover all of the assets, but it should be short enough to be interesting. And that's how I really look at education in terms of, what can we put out there that trainers are going to find necessary for their next step in their career, but short enough that it fits into their life. So they're not having to take extended periods of time away from their family, away from their clients, away from their business in order to take that next step forward in their career. Now as well, I know uh, we were talking before the podcast as well. And I had asked a question in regards to, um, like, uh, as an example, I have the Liebert uh, equalizer bars, the EQ bars, and I've had them for a little while now. Um, what can you teach a person or educate a person on that's had a piece of fitness equipment for, say, three, four, five years? So I like to look at it in terms of cupcakes. Uh, a squat is, is a cupcake, right? And so it is always going to be a cupcake. However, the way you perform a squat can change the flavor of your cupcake. The little bit of cueing that you might do that's different is giving you a different icing. And then on top of that, there's a way that you can add a variable that either increases or decreases the intensity. And those are like sprinkles or cherries on top of this cupcake. And every time you teach a squat, you are inevitably giving someone a different style of cupcake. It's a squat is a squat is a squat but you can change the recipe in order to make it look different, taste different, feel different so that your clients are always either being challenged or they're always thinking that they're learning a new pattern. Their brain sees it as the same mechanical function, but they internalize it as something new and something different. So education can really teach you that, okay, you've got the foundation part, you know you need these ingredients, but let's mix it up and change your recipe slightly. So it appears that you are giving somebody a different cupcake when really and truly you're teaching them how to squat. So education is a great way to expand your toolbox, expand your own personal library, reinvigorate something that you may have thought boring in the past and present new information to your clients. 
Yeah, and that's a really interesting way of, uh, uh, you know, presenting it because, you know, uh, first you're talking about jeans and now you're talking about cupcakes and, you know, that's a fascinating <laughs> way that I'm never going to forget about how you're explaining it. And I think that's a sign of a good uh, educator or trainer as well. Well, thank you. I do, I, I do really um, love my... <laughs> <laughs> No, they're phenomenal. Um, can you kind of tell us what's going on with Liebert Fitness uh, in the future, what you're working on, or is there, are they trade secrets you're not allowed to say? Or uh, I'll definitely tell you, because I'm so excited. We are going to be teaching a how-to-EQ, which I love the name as well, how-to-EQ four-hour workshop on June 12th. And we invite everyone to come join us. It's going to be four hours again with myself and Mark Liebert and uh, Patrick Savory, who's um, our Canadian trainer. We're, we're so excited because we're going to be teaching 10 different foundational EQ IQs. So 10 different tips and ways of using the equalizer. However, we're going to show it to you in a way that ends up creating a hundred different exercises based on just these 10 little pieces of information on how to use the equalizer. The ones we're going to be presenting in June are going to be really strength-based and, and functional strength training. We're going to be doing another one later in the summer that's going to be cardio-driven and one after that that's also going to be mobility, flexibility, and stability-driven. So we're we are excited about expanding out the offerings we have to offer um, in a way that, again, is either live and in person or you'll be able to put it as a digital product or you can be live and in person with us via Zoom and actually take the training, ask your questions, get feedback, and, and walk away with a ton of new exercises ready to put into your boot camps, your personal training, at-home trainings, even your group fitness classes. And that's amazing. And I've uh, seen the advertisements uh, for that, uh, how to EQ. And I think that's, yeah, uh, how it was presented, how to EQ. I think that's really uh, uh neat name as well to be able to put that out so it really puts everything together like in a nice little package that's really what we're teaching we're not just teaching sets and reps we're actually teaching you the science behind the equalizer and why you know external rotation is so important at one point why pushing in on the bars is so important at some points how to properly set up the equalizer in order to get the most beneficial efficient exercise as possible because if you don't understand the why behind the exercise you're never going to fully get the full benefit of the exercise. You're just going to get up close to it, but never really fully experience the magic of what the equalizer can do. Absolutely. Uh, so for our listeners, uh, Jessica, can you maybe tell them if they ever want to reach out to you or for any of your services, uh, how they can reach out to you and or to get a hold of you? Absolutely. So you can find me at jhmfitness.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at, at jhmfitness, and you can always email me at jessica at jhmfitness.com. There's a trend there. Most importantly, though, please join us on June 12th. Come meet me in person, as in person as we are right now in 2021, in person via screen. Um, come meet me in person. We're going to have some, some laughs, some really good time, have a sweaty four-hour session where we're really diving into how to EQ exactly like it says. Perfect. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Jessica. I do really appreciate it. And 
to our listeners, make sure that you uh, do reach out to her um, if you do have any consulting needs. Uh, this has been the Liebert Fitness Podcast, and my guest this week was Jessica Marr from JHM Fitness. Thanks very much for being on the show. Thank you.